Hey. Hey, how you doing, Pete? <laughs> Haven't just been speaking to you for five minutes. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? That's why I think yeah, just record fun. straight away and you can just take a bit out of there and then we can get going. Yeah, anyway. I'll intro it, shall I? Yeah. Okay, cool. Welcome back to the Carpangler Chronicles. We've got a little bit of a different episode for you today. Um, what we're going to be doing is leading in with our usual kind of ramblings. We've got a question to cover um, and uh, we're going to fill you in on, on what we've been up to and what we're thinking about in our world of angling. Then we're going to hop into a segment that we actually recorded when we were out on the bank. Uh, we weren't together, but we were fishing in different locations at the same time. So we decided to hop on a call with each other and record it. So we'll be bringing that into uh, the mix in a little while and then we're going to come back back in um, from here in the studio to, to kind of give it a little bit of a recap and explain what happened for the rest of our session on the bank and what transpired as a result. So a little bit different for you today. Hopefully you enjoy it. There's sure to be lots and lots of golden nuggets in this. So yeah, stick with us. As always, we're going to kick things off with our drink of the episode. What are you rocking with this week, Pete? I say this Sorry. week. We never do these weekly, let's be honest. What are you, what are you rocking with this time, I should say? Uh, so this time, I am rocking with, well, first of all, I'm drinking out of a new glass. Oh. Um, so I think that needs a little mention. Definitely uh, does. So Sam's decided to surprise me um, with a little a little gift. Um, unexpectedly, I got a gift in the post at work, and he's bought me a Carp Angler Chronicles tumbler with a lovely little engraving of a linear on it as well i like it mm-hmm. and have mm-hmm. you got yourself one yeah i've got myself one yeah yeah we've got identical ones of course we have <laughs> of course we have only two in the world uh, <laughs> yeah 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 absolutely i thought we'd get we get one each if anyone wants to buy one i'm sure i could sell sell it what do you reckon 200 200 quid i think yeah i mean that's a bargain yeah. uh but yeah no this week i've got myself uh an Elderflower gin liqueur over ice. Oh, it's my okay. Se- it's my second one. So, Ooh, yeah, it's a bit different. It's something I've had in the cupboard for a while. To be honest, mate, I'm I'm running out of choices. Had to have a drink with the pod, and that's what I've got. Yeah, very in touch with your feminine side. I see. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. I have been for a few years now, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt, no doubt. Um, me, what I've got is I got. Proper number 12, Irish whiskey. Was that good? <laughs> that was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounded just like Conor McGregor, I imagine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I've got, I mean, look, whiskey, you know, those in the know of whiskey out there will know this isn't, you know, a, a, it's not a well-respected whiskey. It's a whiskey by Conor McGregor, the MMA fighter. Um, but by the, the looks of it, he actually put quite a bit of effort into it. Um, Taste-wise, again, I'm no expert. But it's uh, it's it's a young whiskey. It's actually not bad. You'll get loads of whiskey snobs that will say, "Oh, you know, it's it's rubbish and stuff." But it for me at least, it's it's not too bad. You're not look. It's not going to compete with a nice, well-established, you know, Scotch or anything like that. Um, but yeah, it's pretty good. So that is what I'm drinking. I've also got a little bottle of San Miguel. Um, I just cracked it open. Whilst I was waiting for you to call Pete. So yeah, those are my drinks of the episode. And actually, it's rather fitting I'm drinking an Irish whiskey because we have a question from 
Phil in Ireland. Good old Phil. Now, Phil wants to know... Uh, should I do it in the... In yeah, his the whole thing, the whole way through. Whole way through, whole way through. So, he's, uh, so Phil's part... All right, Sam, just come across the pod and thoroughly enjoy the carpy ramblings. I have a question. First suggestion... I'm by no means... Oh, he's talking about whiskey now. I'll cut that stuff out just for the for, for the sake of the listener. Yeah. Uh, here we go, yeah. The question, can you please explain how to learn how to feel the lead down? I've been fishing for years and I can feel the donk on a very short underarm cast, but I can't replicate it at distance. <sighs> there we go. Now, Phil, by the way, I'm not shit-talking you, buddy, and I apologise <laughs> if, if you or any of our friends from Ireland are offended by this. It's all, all meant in good uh, good jest. He, he might not even be Irish, to be fair, uh, but he lives in Ireland. Um, so, yeah, feeling the donk down, basically. Um, obviously, I'm sure you all know what that means. When you cast out, you obviously, you, yeah, yeah. You stop the line just before it hits the, the, the surface and then you keep the line taut and you feel it down so you it, you can get a good idea of what kind of uh, substrate you've landed on. Obviously, that that's what Phil means. Pete, do you want to you wanna lead in with this one? Any advice for Pete? Uh, for Phil, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically, um, so when you cast, um, feathering a line uh, on the reel before the lead hits the water uh, is number one to feeling the lead down. So is if you um, let's just say you 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 clipped up for example because a lot of people are doing that these days. So you've got a distance that you're fishing to. You've clipped up to that distance. So before your your line's about to sort of like hit the clip, you're feathering the line so it's slowing down, and then you want to stop it just as it's hit the clip before the lead uh, hits the water, and then you've got a nice straight tight line. Um, and as that lead's dropping down through the water column, you maintain a tight line, and then you feel the donk through the rod tip um and i think another thing to point out is the trajectory of the cast uh you want it to be sort of like you want to punch it you want to have a nice straight line from your cast if you do a big loopy cast you're gonna have a a lot more slack line in the air so it's a lot harder to sort of to feather it down so if you can sort of punch the lead out and then just control it uh, with your feathering um sam you nailed it like you, you didn't leave me any anything mm. yeah that, that's pretty much it um good points yeah feather it down which means you know putting your fingers on the spool to slow it down as it as it nears the water surface and then stop it before it hits the world the water surface if there's lines still coming out when that lead hits the water obviously that that's when it slows down a lot so line's going to carry on coming off the spool which is obviously going to leave a lot of slack line so that lead won't be on a tight line when you when it hits the bottom and that is the big key right so if you think about all the different components that need to be in order for that line to be nice and taut when it hits the floor you know that, that that's what needs to happen um the other thing is if it's a really shallow lake the the chances are it's going to be very hard to feel that that lead down so if you're doing all the things that are you know supposedly right but you're not feeling that that don't maybe it's just a very very shallow lake i'm sure you know if it's shallow or not um so so, so definitely pay attention to that um and lastly you know if you're just landing in a load of weed or something like that again you, you you're not going to feel that lead you know donk down on on a, as if you would on on a harder substrate um so yeah, I think though that, I think that's about it. There's nothing else that springs to mind um, that would be a factor. So keep the line really, really tight. Slow that lead down before it hits the water. Stop the lead just before it hits the water. Um, 
keep it on a tight line, keep your tip up all the way until it swings down and hits the lake bed. Um, bear in mind if it's too shallow or if it's landing down into weed, you, you're probably not going to feel it. And I think that's it. Hmm. I think something with, with a shallow lake as well, uh, if you know the lake's shallow, just sort of try leading around with a lighter lead. So it just gives you that extra little bit of time um, just before the lead hits the bottom. So it might give you a little bit of extra time just to make sure there's no sort of slack running through the water or anything. Yeah, yeah, good point. And do you remember those, um, were they called parachute leads? What were those lead or trilobe? Don't know, memory's gone. There was the, these funky looking leads where you cast them in and they, they hit the water and they supposedly like they lift up or something and then drop down. No. Something like that. Do you, not, do you know what I'm on about? No, I haven't got a clue. It's... Oh, damn it. What are they called? No doubt someone listening will be like shouting at us. Uh, I can't remember the parachute leads trilobe leads something like that anyway yeah i don't know whether that that would potentially help slow it down as well probably can't get them uh, probably just ignore probably just ignore that from me actually probably no use <laughs> but the, something like that like you say actually pete light lead is probably a good shout but then again because it's not traveling down as quick that's going to stop you you feeling the lead down as well, isn't it? So it's it's pros and cons to using a, mm. a light one or a heavy one, I guess. Yes, yeah. particularly yes, yeah, the shallower water. Um, and the other thing as well, if, you, if you're worried about if it's dropping into weed and things, obviously then if you start pulling back through, you'll be able to feel it sort of pulling back through the weed. If it's just gliding over silt, you might be in super thick silt, so... Mm. There's, there's more to it isn't there you can sort of still even if you're not getting that drop you can diagnose a little bit and sort of get yeah. that picture in your head uh, yeah exactly yeah there we go hopefully that helps phil sorry about the accent buddy <laughs> <laughs> awful awful um i actually sent the poor guy a typo in in reply to his message as well um i meant to put how shallow is the lake but i think i put how shit is the lake <laughs> so <laughs> straight off the gate this guy probably thinks i'm just an awful human being mm. um hopefully he realizes i'm not there we go so pete what's what's new with you buddy obviously we did the night um um the other week which taken us a little bit of time to do this but other than that what is new in your world of angling uh, new in the world of angling not a great deal um i've managed to get down to the lake again uh last night um and i've managed to bait up a few spots again four different spots a couple of different swims which i sort of fancy the look of and fingers crossed i'm either fishing tomorrow night um or the night after that's the plan mm-hmm uh, see how things go and yourself this is uh this is your pit that the the bigger of your pits that that you were going to fish is that right is it that late it's yeah 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 <clears throat> yeah you i be, i believe you've uh it's and this is not an easy lake i believe you've had a hundred percent success rate on that lake is that right Pete? correct Sam. over the over the course of was it seven years yeah, six years seven years i think yeah seven years never blank <laughs> hard yeah. pit this is hard pit yeah, um, yeah. I fished it twice, once seven years ago, and I fluked one out, <laughs> and then once the other week, and I fluked one out. So yeah, I'm doing good. Oh, you've just spoiled it. I've just spoiled it. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Nice, mate. Nice. And yourself, Sam? I don't think you've been fishing since, have you? You were hoping to, I thought, this weekend, but 
No, I wasn't going to fish on the weekend. I was I was going to do a quick overnighter at the end of the week. Um, but I had to I had to be, you know, responsible and all that and and just uh, carry on with some work. Um I've been to the lake quite a few times. It has suddenly got really busy now. This is a lake I was just going to do a few sessions on over winter. Um I'd like to have one of the originals out. There's um I'm not 100% sure how I many. It's not that many of the originals. Um, so I guess I'm being quite ambitious by wanting to get one out. But I would like to get one out. But yeah, I've been going out on the weekends um, just with my girlfriend just to put some bait in and, and ho- was hoping to put some bait in and find some spots. But it's been, as far as that lake goes, it's been rammed. Um, there were seven people on it um, on the weekend, which for this lake is is quite a lot. I mean, it can it can cope with seven people. Um, but still it's like, it's just suddenly got really busy. Mm -hmm. There's been some captures, um, like publicized from there and local people in the know of, uh, like that know which lake it It hasn't been named or anything, but you know what it's like, people know, you know, Mm -hmm. um, so it's got busy because of that, which is a bit of a shame. So anyway, long story short, yeah, I I haven't managed to put any bait in. I haven't managed to, to really do anything there. Um, uh, but I'm hoping to just do a day's stalking, which I know might raise a few eyebrows in, at this time of the year. But nonetheless, I'm going to hoping to do a day's stalking there on Wednesday. Um, just kind of slip in between clients. I'm, hopefully, I should be able to wangle it. So I've got um, four or five hours on the on the bank there. Um, not an easy task in in very early March. It's uh, what is it? The second of March. Um, so it's not exactly prime stalking conditions, um, and it's not a prime stalking lake either, but I've got a good feeling. We've had a few days of sun, like the, the sun is, is kind of a bit, um, it can get to the, to the water surface a bit better now, um, the trees and stuff. And, um, yeah, this little bit of sun, I I think it would have heated the water up just, just maybe at a degree or two but that that's quite significant for carp um so i'm kind of confident i can at least you know find something there find a fish and and hopefully get it to to feed and and obviously hopefully get a get a capture hopefully that's the uh that's the plan so yeah i'm i'm quietly confident actually is it it the kind of place foolish of me is it the kind of place that you can find the fish sort of quite easily and easily to spot once you've sort of found them, you found a few and... No, not really, no. Got your work no. cut out. Yeah, there's, it's just the nature of the lake and there's not, you know, the, the trees there are kind of... There's no good climbing trees or anything like that, so it's actually going to be quite hard. Um, uh, it, yeah, it's not, not the best stalking water. Definitely not the best stalking water. Uh, and the margins are, are very, very shallow for the most part as well. So, yeah, it's not... I, I've definitely got my work cut out. Um, but as I said, I mean... Yeah, I'll give it my best shot. If I see something, anything, um, then I'll move on it. And, uh, yeah, that's my plan. So hopefully by the next time we do one of these, I'll have had one of those originals and I can move on. Oh, by the way, my ticket on there ends. I just got a little winter ticket. Um... And that, which is probably a bit silly because I've literally only fished it once, but that ticket ends at the end of this month. So uh, I kind of need to get one out within the next couple of sessions. 
So yeah, pressure on. Um, otherwise, I'll you know what I'm like, mate. I can't just leave something if I feel like I've got unfinished business. I'll have to buy another ticket, which will be a full year. Um, and I'll have to fish it until I get one of the originals. It's it's just how I am. Uh, don't don't really care about catching um, the the A team or anything like that. But I just like to get one of the originals from there, just so I can kind of tick it off and say, oh yeah, I've you know I've done that um, before moving on to somewhere else on the water park. So yeah, that 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 pretty much sums it up, mate. To be honest. Yeah, I hope you do as well because I know what you're like. If you don't get one. Um, you'll have unfinished business um, and that means you'll be back there next winter or buying a ticket for the uh, the coming season one or the other I'd probably I just want to I just want to move on from, I mean I'm not it's nice lake don't get me wrong but I just don't want to be uh, fishing it in spring or summer I really want to go onto a big pit like a real big water really really want to I've got that fire kind of burning in me so I don't want to hang around but I probably would carry on fishing it until I get one um, rather than leaving it until winter because I've got plans for winter anyway so it's like yeah I don't want to be putting everything on hold I'd rather just get it done Um, so yeah there we go we'll see what happens mate yeah yeah nice well there we go I think it's probably good time to uh, lead into our on the bank segment do you you think Pete? I think so yeah Um, yeah obviously we're out on the bank so it's sort of Worth everyone bearing in mind that the uh, the audio is not as fantastic uh, as normal, but yeah, hopefully everyone will enjoy a little listen. Yeah, there is actually a, a, a few moments where the rain comes quite heavy and it's a bit hard to hear. It, it literally passes really, really quickly, so just bear with it. Um, and uh, yeah, enjoy. We will see you back in the studio after that. Welcome back to the Carp Angler Chronicles, a bit of a special one for you today. Um, we're actually out on the bank, um, not together, unfortunately. But I'm up here in the Cotswolds, and Pete is down in Cornwall. Do you want to kick it off, mate? What, what are you, uh, do you want to set the scene for us? Yeah, I can do. So I've been at work all day, um, so it's been a bit of a rushed one, a bit of a, bit of a mission getting to the lake. Um, I wanted to leave work early, and I couldn't. So basically, it's a battle rush hour traffic and everything, um, but I've made it down here. Um, I tried to be prepared though. I did come down last night, and I had a little lead around. It's a lake I'm not familiar with, um, so I had a little lead around. I found some spots and I got some bait out. Um, weather conditions yesterday are very similar today, and uh, like I say, I got a bit of a southwesterly and sort of pumping into one corner of the lake. So I knew it was going to be the same today. So I found my spots. Um, like I said to you, I was organised. My rods were all clipped up, ready to sort of get here at just on dusk and uh, get out and fishing. And I got, when I was here yesterday, there was nobody on the lake. Um, and then typically, um, the swim I'd chosen was there's two sort of swims right next to each other. If you if you were going to do a social with a buddy on the lake, they're the swims you'd go to. Uh, and there's two guys plotted up in the swim. So I've been on a bit of a mission. Um, so yeah, on nightfall, I've just sort of found a couple of spots in the margin. It's quite deep, um, so I think I'm fishing probably about ten or twelve foot um, in the margins, and it gets a lot deeper, sort of to the middle of the lake. So 
I'm as confident as I can be. I've sort of I've done my best. I've got here. I've sort of found some spots in the dark. A lake and swim I'm not familiar with, so but I'm here, I'm doing it. That's the main thing. What about you, dude? Yeah, me, um, <clears throat> I've had a fucking nightmare day, to be honest. Um, yeah. uh, similar to you, I'm, I'm fishing a lake I'm not that familiar with. Um, just a club club lake up here in the Cotswolds. Um, and I've had a fucking nightmare, dude. I, I've switched some some work stuff around, um, changed some clients, even cancelled some clients, truth be told. It's a bit naughty, but um, really wanted to, to kind of get down for a bit of a prolonged um, session on the bank. So I had it all set that I was going to get up this morning. Uh, my girlfriend's going away for a few days as well, so it's perfect. She's going to leave the house at seven, so I plan to do the same, sort of see her off, and then bomb down to the lake, and, and I was plan was to spend you know as much time as needed you know half the day if need be or more just finding the fish seeing where they are you know and, and kind of starting to piece it together um and then you know with the idea of, of doing the night in the in the spot that i found um, it didn't work like that first off uh woke up quite i haven't told you it's quite a bad cold i feel like absolutely hammered shit um and then next drama was my girlfriend's car wouldn't start something wrong with the immobilizer so long story short i ended up having to drive her up to her thing um she's going to some family thing in st helens which obviously fucking put me back hours um so bombs i don't know if you can hear that mate a bit of thunder it's a loud clap of thunder yeah it's getting closer oh beautiful it's our first storm on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> i love it <laughs> um be a big common tonight maybe <laughs> maybe what on a storm yeah thunder common on a storm Thorns and thunderstorms it's a, mm, mm. a thing moon's quite moon's quite small isn't it yeah you, I if you you'd just I you'd need the big moon yeah i know i know what you're saying i haven't looked at the moon phases and there's no chance of seeing the moon tonight <laughs> well but yeah, sorry. Anyway, dude. I'll get back. You had your. I'll get back to my story. So anyway, I had to drive my girlfriend up um, to a family thing. Put me fucking hours behind, so I'm a bit pissy about that, to be honest. Poor girl. <laughs> um, so I bomb back to my house, and then like 30 minutes away from my house, I'm just like, oh my god, what is going on in my stomach? My stomach is like doing fucking somersaults when I'm desperately needing. To <laughs> to empty it, right? So anyway, I'm just like putting the pressure on. Managed to get home, run up to the loo. Anyway, all hell breaks loose. Turns out I've got a bad stomach on on top of a cold and being fucking hours late. Um, so yeah. Anyway, I had to sort that out. So yeah, not not ideal. I didn't get a chance to 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 spend the amount of time I wanted to find in spots so I just kind of plotted up where where I thought it looked it looked lightly sort of all, all the knowledge I have of the lake um it's nice southwesterly coming in here um so I led it around a bit I found the spots and, and flicked a couple out a couple of hinges um and that's me mate I'm, I'm fishing but I'm not fishing how I'd like to um to be honest felt like absolute shit and it's just like a real effort to, to just let around and find the spots I feel like just going into my bag and going to sleep so uh I guess you can call it fishing but um it's not my not my finest hour mate to be honest with you all right you've got some time on the lake um tomorrow as well 
yeah, I've got some time on the lake tomorrow. I could probably, if I wanted to, I could stay here probably until about five-ish and then bomb back for a evening meeting. <clears throat> um, yeah, about five, half or five-ish. I just need to get changed just so I look a bit more presentable. Um, so yeah, I could spend a bit of time tomorrow, mate. Yeah. Uh, I could always move if need be, um, find them. Um, so is, um, is this is this a lake you're going to sort of fish in the, in the future as well? Uh, I don't know, mate. I don't. I don't think so. Not to any great degree. It's. Um, it's. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some some beautiful fish in here. That the kind of low mid thirty kind of mark. Um, so nothing huge. Um, pretty fish though. Very nice fish. Nice scaly ones. Nice linear. Um, so yeah. But I don't know if it's. If it's what I want to want to really spend my my season on, uh, I want to get my teeth into something a little bit more, um, just something a little bit different. I mean, this place is nice. Don't get me wrong. There's, as far as I'm aware, about forty fish, um, forty fish in here. Although they have just stocked in um, some other fish, apparently, um, some some small ones, obviously. So yeah, it's about I don't know. Eight, eight, ten acres, something like that. Yeah, um, yeah it's just all right water, you know. But no, it's, I don't. I can't see myself, you know, really going gunning for it on here. Um, I might come back next winter and, and spend spend winter on here. Don't know. I'll have to see how it goes. Um, I'm getting a bit of a yearning for for a bit of a big pit, a bit of a big pit adventure. Um, that's what I'm I'm kind of feeling. Still not sure what what I'm gonna you know spend my season on um i'm thinking it might be a, one of the big pits up here uh, how about yourself mate you, we've been speaking and over the last few podcasts you've sort of changed your your mind on on where you want to be fishing have you got any further along with that or not yeah i mean sort of yeah i think we, we spoke about the quarry that we, we fished before and i've got unfinished business there um i, I don't think I'm going to pursue that now. I'm sort of, um, sort of quite happy fishing this sort of a couple of couple of local sort of club waters and just sort of put my time in here really. Mm. And I think that's that's the plan for, for this year. And the tickets bought and money's tight at the moment as well, so <coughs> I can just sort of uh, come and go at my heart's content. I don't have to worry too much, which is a nice feeling mm. to be honest. When did when did your ticket run out? I think it's um, January to December. I think. Oh really? Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a full year. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah, we'll see. Hmm. See how it goes. But there's a, like it's there's just some uh, yeah some some nice nice lakes and sort of a couple of runs of waters and places I'd sort of come to if I have a few hours of an evening. So it's it's a ticket I'd want to sort of keep going. I think anyway. Yeah, a bit of variety for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Are you, are you going to stick with the water that you're on now or, or target one of the others? Honestly, don't know, Sam. Don't know. <laughs> don't know. It's so sort of like early in the year, isn't it? I just... Mm. Sort of happy to be fishing at the moment, mate. I've not done a great deal over the last sort of year or so since um, my little one was born. So just to be out on the bank again, I'm quite happy. Yeah. Uh, you know what it's like. I'll get my teeth into something, hopefully, and then, yeah, pursue it then. But sort of have to take its course. 
naturally, I guess, and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Do you reckon you'll have much much time on the bank this year? Uh, oh, I can hear that, mate. The heavens have opened. Um, <coughs> yeah, I hope so. I do hope so. Um, it'll be more than previous years anyway, so um, quite sort of close to the lakes and I can escape for the odd night or two. Um, I think this rain's going to be so off-putting to the listener, but there's nothing we can do about that. Um, how's your... You've had some bad weather. I know, well, everyone knows you've got your new brolly. How are you, how's it handing up, standing up? Everyone knows I've got my new body. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, not bad, mate. It's not. It isn't leaked. I'm dry. Well, I'm not dry. I'm fucking soaked. <laughs> but uh, I'm not been wet from any leakage. Um, so that's good. Yeah, it's um, it's alright, mate. First time I've had it up, to be honest. Um, yeah, seems alright. It's just it's a brolly. It's um, it's got the front ribs which extend, which like make it freestanding, mm-hmm. um, which is quite a nice touch, I suppose. I don't, I don't know if it would be like a decision maker for me, to be honest. Um, but uh, yes, nice little feature nonetheless. How long are you gonna keep this one? Really? Do you think? Don't know. Long time, probably. Yeah. Run it into the ground. Yeah. You've, uh, you've been known for going through shelters quite quickly. I have, mate. Yeah. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Well, they used to wear out, to be fair, didn't I? I just used to break them. Mm. Yeah. Wear them in. Run them into the ground, mate. You... Run them into the ground. I swear to do it. Can you remember that Fox Evo shelter you had? Oh, yes. I love that thing. Love it. Wish I still had it. Did you throw that um, away? I think, well, when I moved up, I just left it at my parents' shed. Um, one of their sheds and it, it ain't there now put it that way I reckon my mum threw it out <laughs> but I loved that thing like honestly it was it was super sun bleached it was battered it had, like mouse like a mouse has had a good old go of it it was just in fucking tatters all the poles were bent on it but I used to love that thing like I've had that in hardcore storms I used to get it down if no one knows it's in fact Fox have just brought out their second version of it I don't know if you can with the second version but the first version you could have it so it was like comically low it would obviously be very long it's like um, I don't know how to describe it it's it's called a uh, what is it, Pete? Is it Evo? Is it the Evo? So. Evo, yeah, Fox Evo, yeah. With the, the original ones, it, it's it basically comprised of like, is it four poles and a midsection, something like that. You could pull it out, right? They're flexible poles. Pull it out, so it, it became very thin, but it was very long. Um, and that's what I used to do like, in bad weather. I used to have it super low, so like the front of it was, you know, maybe four inches higher than my bed chair or something crazy mm. um and i've been in some crazy fucking weather with that and it was absolutely fine held up you know it wasn't luxurious but um, by the yeah, end i, I missed that I thing you, you lost a pole or something and it wouldn't stay together <laughs> and i remember you had all sorts of bits of rope and it was tied up from trees and oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah you need i mean yeah i had to yeah in the end it was like it was it fucking i'll tell you what i got my money out of that thing um it had a bit of a life i had to yeah i had to tie it up um so i had to fish like somewhere near a tree which isn't hard um 
and yeah i used to carry like real long lengths of blue rope with me just to make sure it stayed up but um had some good times in that thing i could tell a few stories if it could talk yeah sure um, yeah um, did, yeah we didn't mention it mate but are you having a traditional tipple oh we didn't mention it yes i am Yes, I am. Um, at the minute, I've got Green King IPA. Nice. You know, a bit, bit, bit of a classic beer. Old, old one that. Yeah. Been many a year. That's always. Um, like, that's the kind of beer that when you go into like Weatherspoons, they've got it in like on the bar for like ninety nine p or something, something ridiculous. They sell beer for ninety nine p. What? Mate, yeah, they do. No. Like, they have, like, specials, don't they? It's normal. I remember always going in like a Weatherspoons and it was like Green King ninety nine p a pint or something. So it always mm. reminds me of that. So I was actually, I knew we were going to do this, and I wanted to, uh, I was actually scouring the shelves for something which um, would take us back. I don't know how we got into this, but um, we used to drink a lot of Krabby's ginger beer on the bank. You remember that? Mm. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that, Yes, I do. So I couldn't find that anyway. So I've ended up going with a, um, got a couple of bottles of cider. I've gone for like a, I think it's like a kiwi and lime. Um, it's very sweet, very sweet. I wanted something easy drinking on the bank. Mm. Oh yeah, it's all right. It's nice. Nice kiwi and lime. What brand is it? Honestly, it's uh, from Audi. So <coughs> something funky. Right. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not into my ciders. I, I really, I just can't get into it. Nah, don't like them. Too sweet, mm. too sugary. Yeah. yeah, this thing is sweet. Like- it is. Yeah. Yeah. Bit of a girl's drink, really, isn't it? Yeah. Like your Amarula. Mm. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a bit of Amarula, mate. Um, so yeah, I've got I've got a couple of these, and then the rest I just I went to co-op on the way. Oh, that was the other fucking nightmare I had today. Um, I, I realised partway here, it's like an hour drive from my house. Um, I'd left my, my shotgun mic at home, so I couldn't record this in the way I was going to record it. Luckily, I had a lapel mic, which I'm recording on now. The battery had died in it somehow, so I had to hunt around different shops to get the, the little battery for it. It's an LR44 battery. Oh, Bloody nightmare. Anyway, I ended up in co-op, so I've got some uh, co-op lager, um, which is a bit slovenly. And to be honest with you, and this is unlike me, um, people are going to get the wrong idea about me, but um, I've actually brought a bit of uh, whiskey to, to have on the bank as well. Just a little tipple, uh, a little nightcap. I know, yeah, yeah. More so for the sake of this podcast, but then I've only just remembered I've brought it. To be honest with you, um, so yeah, got a little, little bit of whiskey as well. Nice. Talking of funny batteries, can you remember like the old Fox Micron alarms? Uh, they used to have that real like, annoying shaped battery that was just impossible to get anywhere. Yeah, I do. I don't. I don't remember you having any Fox alarms, mate. But yeah, I remember that. Like the old. The uh, yeah, I remember. Ah, uh, what were they? Like the MXs. So I used to have the. the what? I used to have the Fox MX, and used to have like the old school like the the leads and the, which went out to a sounder box. Can you remember those? Yeah, mate. I've had tons of different Fox alarms, MXs, the the MX. What was the other ones? The remote ones, no. the ver- like the very the. Oh, I can't remember. Can't remember. I had the STRs as well. What are you going with yeah. now? 
Uh, fox again. Yeah, what have you got? Yeah. Fox. They are fox. Oh, now you're asking. Um, like I've got a margin rod on the go, so I don't want I don't want to shine my light out on it. Well, that probably wouldn't affect things. Um, don't know. They're they're mid-range fox alarms. They're remote. Um, yeah. To be honest, mate, there was once upon a time I'd have been able to tell you the the make and model of every bit of my tackle. Um, but nowadays, I just don't. I don't know what it is. I don't really pay attention to that stuff. I don't know if it's an age thing. I don't know if you're the same. Yeah, I think it's an age um, thing. Yeah. I think yeah. when you're young and you, you sort of you're getting into your fishing, you you're excited. You've got that buzz. You're learning all sorts. You you're reading all the time. You're sort of immerse yourself in all the media and everything. Um, yeah. And all the new tackle is it's like exciting and stuff. And then I think over, over the years you realise actually. This, this alarm's not really giving me anything over that alarm or the next alarm mm. is and you get you get used to something and happy with it um, I've, yeah. I've still got my Delcoms I've had, I don't know how long I've had them for but I've bought them second hand off one of the forums years ago they're still that, still going strong mate yeah I remember yeah they're, they're the only set you've had aren't they yeah yeah they've been going the Delcoms, they've, they've been they going are, strong yeah. yeah 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 only set of Delcoms yeah mm. Yeah, that's what I meant. Nice, mate. Yeah, I used to have some Delcoms. In fact, I think I've had like three pe <laughs> three sets of uh, TXIs. I'm sure I have. Um, in fact, I bought a set about two years ago. Didn't even use them. <laughs> Crazy. Um, but yeah, I quite like Delcoms. I like Fox Alarms as well. I mean, I, to be honest, I'm, I kind of... I think things like that, like you say, as long as you've got something that you can rely on, you know, it's it's not really worth spending too much energy on it, then I think. Yeah. That's it, it works. You know it works. What more do you need? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, mate. Yeah. What um talk talking of like tackle, I mean so some people might find it interesting. What are you fishing with these days? What what's your setup look like? What what I mean, I know you're kind of like a real mobile um like stalking kind of angler, right? Or at least you used to be. Um what you still like that, mate? I'm, and I genuinely ask, I don't fish with you for ages. Yeah. You still you still about travelling light and, and you know, flicking it in edges and stuff, or are you oh, no, definitely. a bit more spotty? Mm. I yeah, it's all the same to be honest, mate. I um don't know if you remember years ago, so I I haven't fished with you for a long time. We need to actually get out on the bank, don't we? I think you'd laugh a lot of my tackle because it'll bring memories back for you because I don't really change a lot. I just feel the need. Um, I haven't fished with 12-foot rods for years. Um, I don't know if you remember, I just have a little 9-foot stalking rod. Um, and I ended up just taking that everywhere with me. And I just loved it. Um, so I've, I've got scopes now. Uh, Mark 1 scopes. I bought them second-hand, I think, when the Mark 2s came out. Um, which are great for me because I've got no space at home. I've got a sort of a small car, not a lot of space. I could just get chucked in. Um, yeah, mate. I think I, I just yeah, nothing's really sort of evolved on the tackle front. I'm just sort of like happy with what I've got. Um, yeah, I've got I've got a bit um, 
tarty with the reels. I bought like a diver whisker, sort of like two sixes, which I think everybody owns with their scopes. And I went all out and bought the Western Development um, black spools for them. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, That's hideous. I did that. Um, <laughs> actually, they're great because they're shallow spools, and a lot of the waters um, that I fish, and you know, I fish. You don't need hundreds of yards of line. And, I mean, these, these shallow spools only take probably know, 150 yards, 200 yards of line, like max. Mm. Which is nice. I like it. Yeah. Are, you, are, are these like just exclusively for small waters or, or is this like your only set? What do you mean? Like, do you, do you have like then like a, a big water set of rods and reels? No. I don't, and I have been looking sort of of late um, for sort of, I just wanted to get like a cheap a cheap set, like second hand, um, like 12 foot rods and some other reels, but I just, I haven't had the need for them, mate. The last sort of quite a few years, uh, my fishing's just been so sort of, um, sort of limited, I guess. I'm just grabbing an evening here and there or just sort of like plotting up overnight and back to work in the morning like I am tonight that, yeah, I've not sort of campaigned a big water. I haven't fished like a big water or anything over sort of, I don't know, 12, 15 acres, something like that for a long time. Mm. Just not have the need. <coughs> what, yeah. Yeah, what about yourself? I remember you used to have the, um, the SP snipers. They were your tools, weren't they? You used to love them. Oh, the, yeah, the original snipers, not those Mark II abominations. I don't know what they were thinking with them. I don't know if you saw them, but they're like like a like an urban red logo on them. They look disgusting to me. They look like, like Argos toys. Um, but the original snipers, they are some fucking rods, mate. I love those rods. Used them for years. Um, yeah, still got a set of them now. Not not my original set, um, but yeah, I've got yeah I've got four of them, mate. Four snipers, um, all twelve foot. Um, they're three three pounds and three three and a quarter, I think. Uh, three and a half, can't remember. But yeah, still got snipers, mate. I've got I've got small small rod as well. Um, I've got the Gray's uh, three piece nine foot stalking rod. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, which I've got with a little little uh, Daiwa Daiwa um, SS two six as well. Same same reels as yours. Mm. Although I must say I don't have the the little tarty spool on them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've got I've got that just for stalking and, and things like that. But no, I've, I've got my snipers which I love. I'll be honest though, um, they're they're like they're they're wearing a bit and they're you know they're they're quite old now. They don't think they've got as much punch as they used to. Um, they're pretty battered. So I'll probably I'm been starting to look for some casting tools. You know, some casting rods. Um, just just for like just for banging it out there on. On like the big the big waters mm -hmm. um like i couldn't think of anything worse being in a situation where there's fish showing you know 30 yards past your max yeah. cast or something like that would just be horrendous so yeah i'm looking at getting some some beasts um and obviously probably gonna have to get the reels to match them as well which will cost money doesn't it but um i don't know if you sort of uh, i like the look of the witchwood ones is it the riots have you seen those those little mini pits i had uh quite nice i had a witchwood reel 
I used to use it for marker work. Do you remember that? No, no. Long time ago. I think it was one of the first reels they brought out. Might it might not have been. Um long time ago. Yeah, it was it was crap, mate. It was really bad. I don't know what they're like now. <laughs> <laughs> they've, yeah. they've probably come a long way now. I mean that was probably that was probably like, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, something like that. Uh, probably a lot better now, mate, but yeah, that was awful. It was like really bad. Um, just wore down. I mean, it was the right to start with, but yeah, it just wore down. <clears throat> I think if you get reels, mate, you, like, you just you cough up with some Daiwa or, or Shimano, don't you? Um, yeah, do it, I know what you're do it right. That being said, I've heard good things about the ESP reels. Uh, the ESP reels, ESP Onyx, the big pit reels. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, I don't, don't know. Yeah, I don't. I haven't done any research or I haven't like asked around, but I've, I've, from a few people, um, I've heard say that like they're pretty solid. They keep going. Um, they're like hundred, hundred twenty quid a piece for a big pit, mm-hmm. which is pretty cheap. Um, so yeah, I don't know, mate. You have to get one, have a look in the flesh. Yeah. yeah. I haven't um, used a marker float or a marker rod for a long time now. Have you not? No, no, not at all. I thought about cast around, have a lead around, sort of find some spots, but that's not something I just don't want to carry the extra. Do you know what I mean? Um, I don't know. It's just, it just doesn't do it for me. I just, I don't like it. <laughs> you don't like a marker float? No, not really. Hmm. Hmm. I think they've got their place, mate. I, I mean, really, mate. I think you're probably missing a trick there in the nicest way possible. Um, yeah. I used to. I haven't even got one in my bag anymore. Float, but I think that was ESP. They used to do like little, little mini ones, little like bubble ones almost. Oh, is it the sonar or something? ESP sonar. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Uh, I used to have some of those. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I've got a good sort of like you get a good feel, don't you, for sort of like how deep the water is on the drop. Yeah, do you remember we used to do that? We used to go around different lakes, and we used to have like turns and competitions almost of who could tell <laughs> who could tell the depth. What is that? How far is that? We used to have a little like yeah. wager on it. Um, yeah. We were both incredibly accurate, I think, weren't we? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Bob on, pretty much. Um, yeah. yeah, you get a feel for it, don't you? You do. Yeah, you do. Um, I've been fishing with a lot lighter leads recently as well. Um, a lot sort of has a has a a lot of what sorry hello a lot lighter leads. Mm. Um, so <clears throat> you sort of got to get. It's, it's funny if I put a heavier lead on now, I've got to sort of um, just yeah, I've got to uh, readjust my uh, my depth gauge. <laughs> Re- <laughs> if that makes sense. Recalibrate your meter. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan of light leads. I mean, I'll, I've got some. I'll use them if I need to. Um, you know, if I'm in silt or something. But otherwise, I like a, I like a heavy lead, big, yeah, bold, heavy lead in your face. Yeah, that's that's what I like, mate. Yeah, if I'm fishing in the edge, I do. I, I go for a I go for a bigger lead. But um, I just think, especially if it's a little bit silty and you got 
I think of a heavy lead a lot of the time. Um, when you feel it down, you can be plugging into silt and then get the donk and you can't feel it so much. Does that make sense? Uh, and I think you've got presentation issues and I think if that lead sort of really plummets in, you just sort of like, I don't know, I've got a real thing at the moment about presentation. <coughs> yeah, I think a heavy lead hinders. Yeah, I mean, I really do. I, I'm, I'm talking about fishing like, you know, gin clear gravel pits you know, that, you know, if you know for a fact there's a solid bottom on there, for me, I just don't think you can beat a, a heavy lead. I, I don't know why you wouldn't. You know, I don't know why, I don't know what advantage there'd be from having a light one. Um, if you know you're on a rock solid spot um, and that there's no silt there. Yeah, it's just me. It's just me. Just each their own. Yeah. I think cause I've, I've been fish, I've moved away sort of from leg clips recently and I'm fishing sort of helicopter setups. Right. You, I think a lot of the time you, you well, it depends how you set it up, I guess, but your you hook links. Uh, quite far away from the lead, and I think you're relying on a lot of resistance from the line, if that makes sense, to, to prick the fish. Yep. Um, so I've been using lighter leads again um, with my chain set up as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this is when, all very boring. When you say light lead, <laughs> how light are you going? Uh, I think it's like a two, two ounce. Oh, you broke up then. It's what, sorry? So yeah, it's a, a two ounce. Two ounce, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Like our our, our buddy or uh, Rootsy, he's mm -hmm. a, he's a he's a light lead man. Um, I don't know if he still does. I'm sure he was on like one ounce leads. Um, just super light. Wow. Yeah, real real light stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess it's I guess it's a it's a very personal thing. Like a lot of things in in angling. Um, it's whatever you got confidence with, isn't it? Um, you go with that. For me, I'm I'm probably. I think like as my angling's pro like gone on through years, I've it's got kind of cruder and cruder, um, less refined. I I mean, years ago I used to be so paranoid about finding everything down and presentation and very uh, almost like a delicate set up in a way uh obviously i made sure it was all very strong so i could land land fish through you know weed or whatever um but you know presentation wise and everything like that i, I was very kind of very focused on on honing that all down now i'm i'm very different on big hooks like size twos um wow heavy leads you know just robust industrial kind of stuff um so sorry size two hooks mm -hmm. oh yeah is this are you fishing on the bottom or is that a pop-up both oh really no actually my, my pop-ups have a four yeah i have a size yeah okay. size four oh you see i thought you'd use a bigger hook on a, with a pop-up mm, i can't the, the the hook that i like um for pop-ups i can't get any bigger than a four um, oh, okay. so I use that but interesting point why why would you think bigger hook on a pop-up uh, I don't know just um, I think you're negating the weight of the hook whether that's a myth or rumour but that would sit more comfortably with me uh, it's just a big hook um, sat there sort of like I don't know you've got, you've, well you've got like a bigger gate 
uh, and it's just sort of sat there primed sort of ready just to sort of prick the fish's mouth is it sort of even if it's just like mouths a bait if that makes sense what um, why would that be less important on a bottom bait though i don't know i don't know i think um I don't know, a big heavy hook i just think it could be more blatant to a fish mate i really do so, if you've got super riggy fish i just think it's added weight like you say it's a bit a bit sort of crude i don't know just for me a two i could i could see me sort of like going over to the continent and <laughs> fishing sort of like big public waters in france with a size two hook one in a 60 pounder but down at my local i don't know it's just a bit crazy yeah i mean well i mean i don't know why you'd think you'd use a bigger hook on a pop-up and a smaller one on a bottom bait if you're worried about it being blatant i mean it's going to be more obvious if it's on a pop-up but i think the reality is because i don't i think a lot of the time it's sort of it's hidden under the pop-up if that mm. makes any sense to you i think the baits off the bottom the hooks like hanging there primed i can see why people use a big hook because the weight of the hooks negated and that like it's just you've got that wide gate just sort of primed for pricking a fish's lips or you know what i mean even if a fish mm. is mouthing it or something it's just sensing the feeling it out and it could just bam get it um, yeah yeah, I mean, well, yes. I, I, I mean, you're preaching to the choir. I, I agree with you. I think, you know, they, those are some of the pluses of big hooks. Um, I don't worry about it being blatant at all. I, I mean, I just don't. There, there's lots of different, you know, bits of weed and different detritus floating around. And thinking, I don't think, I really don't think they look at that and think, hang on, that's a freaking, there's a size two right there. I don't think they're doing that. I really don't. Um, and it just it just looks like some kind of fauna or or, or something. Um, yeah, it doesn't doesn't bother me. Look, I might might be wrong, um, but nonetheless, the thing is, it's all relative, isn't it? You know, it, it, it's you know, if you're fishing for doubles, you know, do you want to be you know slanging out a, a size two with a six ounce lead? You know, maybe not. <laughs> but if you if you're trying to you know pick out the bigger fish, I mean, if you look at a big fish mouth, right, a size two, it's I wouldn't say it's lost in there, but it's a small, it, it, you know, it, it, it's it's pretty small really in comparison. Um, and you know, don't get me wrong. There might be a certain fish that, that um, I mean, a uh, fish springs to mind in Cornwall that's got like a very small mouth, that, but it's a big fish. Um, and you know, for that fish, yeah, I'd, I'd probably be fishing with a size eight or something like that. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I think generally, if you're picking up the bigger fish, they've generally got much bigger mouths, and I think a size two in it, it isn't an issue. <coughs> um, I don't think they spook off it, but that's that's the thing isn't it and that's the beauty we we don't know like i don't know you might be right i might be right we we will never know um it's uh it's about finding your own way with it i guess isn't it hmm. yeah yeah that's it what what pattern are you using or for for what um for for bottom baits, I mean pop-ups. I'm, I'm mostly I mostly just fish hinges, to be honest with you. So obviously I'm on a on a stiff rig. Um, bottom baits. Uh, I'll be honest. I don't like beak points, but I'm actually using a beak point um, wide gape. Two reasons. Um, I think obviously 
slightly less chance of getting um uh, and to be honest with you i'm i'm in two minds about this you know i'd like to think there was less chance of of the the hook point turning over on the gravel with the undertow and stuff um but i don't know if that that really works like that in reality um that and i am crap at sharpening hooks are really bad and i think a sharp hook is a massive edge so i actually buy the corda um whatever they're called cam camura whatever i don't know what they're called yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the new corda hooks that, that are like super super sharp um unfortunately i mean i'm not a big fan of their hooks going to be honest but i'm a fan of the sharpness of those new hooks uh so i'm actually using them right now um if I could sharpen hooks well, then I'd be on something else. Um, but I can't, so I have them. Um, so yeah, what, I use I use the wide gape um, for a bottom bait, um, and then a, a stiff rig for a pop up. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes, or either that, or I'll use a I'll use a long shank, um, a long shank hook, not not a fox. Um, sorry, not a quarter one. Um, but I use a long shank hook for bottom baits. I like the long shank pattern. Um, do like that for for bottom baits. Um, little like bit of shrink tubing, typical kind of stuff um, for for a little kicker liner liner. Uh, but I tell you what, I've just got some of the new um, ESP trig hammer hooks. Um, don't know if you've seen those, mate, but but they're they're bit different they're like a it's kind of like a curved shank style but with an elongated shank uh almost, almost like a I've long are they like the old sort of sort of i don't know what used to be like i don't know like a continental pattern or something similar to that aren't they it's 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 like a almost like a curve like a long shank curve long curve shank whichever way you'd say it mm -hmm. yeah almost like that the, the... With, with like a straight point it's sort of like yeah do you know what i mean yeah, I've yeah. seen it. I've seen yeah, it. I, I like straight points to be honest. Um, I think you got great, greater chance of pricking the fish. Um, the whole thing of like a beaked point will hold in the fish's mouth. I think it's bullshit. Um, I do. Um, I remember someone trying to convince me. <laughs> they were like, well, "If you look at a hawk's talons, they're curved, so it's gonna it's gonna hold in." And it's like, come on. No, it's not. Like the point of the hook is is pretty weak um, if it's sharp, but certainly. Um, so I just don't think it's going to hold in like that. So yeah, I'm the same, mate. I like straight points. Um, though not a big one for beaked, but um, as I said, these quarter hooks are so sharp. Um, and then until I can either get my, my missus to sharpen them or learn to do it myself, I'm going to stick with them. How do you struggle? I don't know if I like, hook sharpening. I've been doing it for years now, I guess. But how do I? I'm real fussy. I'm so fussy now over the points of my hooks. It's actually mm. it's a little bit debilitating to my fishing. I like I say it takes a couple of casts to get it bang on the spot, and then my hook points just a tiny little bit duller than it was. I've got and I can't oh. put it back out. Mm -hmm. Can you remember the um, Gardener Point Doctor that I had? That little like rubber thing. I've I've got one, mate. I've got one of them. Mm, I still use that. Uh, it's brilliant. It like hooks out of the packet, especially if they've got sort of like their <clears throat> Teflon coating or whatever, the matte finish that they have. Uh, and you just rub one of those over it a few times. God, the difference it makes is amazing. Uh, I used to use the Gardner Mugger hooks all the time. Um, but I found I had issues with their sort of um, 
put points out of the packets, just not being as sharp. Like, say, for every 10 you get in a packet, I was probably getting sort of four, three or four that were just sort of like really not sharp enough. Mm. And it was becoming a regular thing, so I stopped using them. Yeah, I'll be honest. I've had that same issue with. Um, I was tying some some rigs up yesterday. Um, two two packs of the uh, the quarter Kamakura, whatever the the choddy size fours. A lot of them were like that. They, they weren't as sharp as they should have been. You know, some of them in the pack were good. Some quite a few of them were not good. So I don't know if something's changed in, in terms of their quality control or whether I was just really unlucky and I got two packs on the run that were really bad. But, um, yeah, it is annoying. But, I mean, yeah. I, I honestly, mate, I give up. Like, I, I can do the same, like, run it over real light, even with something real mild, like that that foam, like that rubber gardener thing, Point Doctor, I think you called it. Um, I'm, still, yeah. I'm still shit with that, mate. I can't do it. It's just... Like you take, do you take the edge off the hook, or you just don't improve it? It, it, it I worsen it. Like I literally, wow. I literally, <laughs> out in like a fucking ape with it. Honestly, I just can't do it. I've, 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 yeah, I've, right. I've tried the the different jag ones. You know, the the green, the red one, uh, the fucking black one, the heavy duty. I, I just can't do it for love nor money. In the same respect, right. yeah, I can't. I'm quite into uh, like knives now, like kitchen knives, cooking knives. Um, I've got I've got some nice steel. Again, same thing. I can't sharpen them for shit. It's awful. Yeah, I, awful. I, I gave up with my kitchen knives. I just I make them worse if you're trying to use like a steel or something. <clears throat> like, yeah. My old man when he was a kid, he got had a job like on the weekends at a butcher shop, and he used to like have to sharpen the knives and mm-hmm. that. Like you see him on that thing, mate, and he's and they just he like he like shaves his arm with them to make sure they're sharp and man. Uh, yeah, I can't do that. I bought one of those ones you stick your knife in. It's, it's got like a little rubber <laughs> suction cap. You stick it on your kitchen worktop and pull the knife through it. Mm. Yeah, it's all right. It does the job. Um, but probably what you need to get, mate, is like a little jeweler's eyepiece. Have you got one of those? Yeah. Oh, you've got one? Okay. <laughs> yeah, got the Jag one. <laughs> so I... Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I bought one. I think I got mine from Wish, mate. It's like two or, two or three quid, and it comes with like an LED light in it. It's mm-hmm. bloody good. It's got two different lenses, like an ultra bright LED light, which is perfect for on the bank. Yeah, I've got um, I've got vices. I've got everything, mate. I just can't do it. Oh, yeah, I'm, honestly, <laughs> honestly, like, for whatever reason, I'm usually if I if if I want to do something, I'm usually like. I can get fairly good at it. Not amazing, but I can mm. I can get pretty good at stuff. I know it sounds silly, mm-hmm. um, but this honestly, it's like <laughs> it's, it just doesn't work for me. Don't know why. I mean, I used to use like the real like you mentioned the jag, like the, the, the red and green handled sort of files. Mm. Um, but I find if you have a rougher file, um, you just when you get like a hook out of the packet. Quite often, if you just if you just sharpen, you hold that hook sort of upright, so it's just you've got like the, the curve of the hook and the point like facing towards you, and you just take off that top edge and don't worry about the sides. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite often all you need to do. I used to sort of like really sort of focus on all three sides of the hook to get the perfect point, but actually, when you look at it under like the microscope, I guess it's it's really not um, it's not necessary. You just need to get that one sort of side just really fine down um, mm. and instead of a, a vice i've never bought a vice i always use like i've got an old pair of forceps from my fly fishing days um and they sort of clip and clamp in so if anyone is listening 
wants a top tip and they don't want to spend the money on a vice, an old pair of forceps, and that'll just grip the hook and do your business. Nice, mate. Good tip. Um, yeah. When when we have our social on the bank podcast special jobby, you'll have to you'll have to tune me into it, mate. You'll have to show me how it's done because um, I'm fucking yeah, clueless. Yeah, I don't know how you're struggling so much. Funny. Mm. Yeah. Tell you what, though, this leads in nicely to a little uh, little story. All very well and good, mate. Giving it, uh, giving it the big one about hook sharpness. Do you remember? Um, we were fishing. Oh, I won't mention it. Somewhere it was. It's somewhere in Cornwall. Obviously, it was one of. I remember. Yeah, it. you know what I'm going to say. It was. I think. Was it? I was telling someone about that the other day. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, I, t- I took you out. It was. It was when I was teaching you how to, to carp fish. Obviously, you've been angling before that. I was teaching you how to catch carp. We went to that lake, and there was some bigger fish in there. You know, there was some twenties. I think there was like scraper thirty. Um, and you had the probably the bluntest hook I've seen cast out in my whole fucking life. This thing was it, battered. I mean, he'd he'd been thrashing the water to a fucking foam of this rig all fucking day, casting round. It was it was proper blunt, really blunt. And I happened to look at it and, and check it. This is how I remember it. Uh, and I was like, mate, you can't cast that out and and expect to catch. It's like it's really blunt. He was like, nah, it's fine, mate. Do you not do you not think if they just you know they just bite it, they're gonna it's gonna stick in, honestly. Um, and I was like, nah, I, I think you really need to change it. You're like, nah, fuck it. Slings it out. Fifteen minutes later, twenty minutes maybe. His fucking rod is away, isn't it? Um, anyway, plays it in. It's like bigger than any fish I've had from there. <laughs> it's like smashed his his PB, which was probably about eight pounds at the time with a freaking twenty-four <laughs> like, pound mirror. Um nuts. That's my take on it. It's a long time ago. Do you remember it like that? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. You were seriously bitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember it. I remember it well. I think on the same day you lost one, didn't you? You lost it. I think it was a big one. Yeah. Um, and you were, yeah, you were unhappy, Sam. Yeah, got to earn your fish, mate. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, good memories. Yeah, mate. Yeah, funny times. Funny times. <coughs> yeah, you've come, you've come full circle with your hooks, mate. Yeah. <laughs> God, mate, that's like a lifetime ago. That is, isn't it? Yeah. <coughs> yeah, that's. Yeah, one well, I've got a very vivid memory of that though. Yeah, good times. Mm. Well, what would you say is your your most memorable capture? Um, wow. Yeah, uh, my most memorable uh, it would be in I don't know. It's probably seven or eight years ago. Um, fishing a, a water not too far from where I am now. Um, and I think the lake was stopped at a very long time ago. It's, it's sort of um, it was a very sort of uh, it's got a bit of like history. This water, I think, like you know the one I'm on about. Um, mm. And I went down for one evening. I'd been walking around for a long time and watching fish in the snags and watching them drift out to this little like patch of lilies. And it's like a real shallow bay. It's quite a deep. The, the lake itself is insanely deep in places. It's a real shallow bay. And I, um, I'd been sort of baiting up a few days, and then 
one evening after work, it was sort of like height of summer. Um, got down, got down to the lake, and I stick, sticked a load of baits out. Um, I mean, it's, it's real shallow where I was fishing. I just wanted to fish the one rod, and I just sort of sat back, everything set. Um, cracked open a beer and I was just watching it start fizzing up and it was fizzing up and fizzing up and you know when you just sort of sat on your hands mm -hmm. thinking this is going to happen any minute and then it just all stopped and nothing sort of happened and I was like well I've been fizzing up for a while so I stick some more baits out um, and then yeah like five minutes later it all started fizzing up again uh, and this happened a couple of times and I <coughs> sort of fizzing up just completely stopped sort of started to get like dusk had just sort of like started setting I guess and um, I stick more baits out fizzed up again and I sort of just sort of like turned away and stopped watching the water and uh, it just the water erupted it's a real sort of shallow bay I must have been fishing in probably no more than two foot of water I'd say mm. uh, you get a lot of there's a lot of pike in here um, and I thought it might have been just like the pike sort of chasing the silverfish which they'd been doing sort of all afternoon or all evening um, and the water just like erupted like this huge sort of you know we get like that vortex and the, the, it displaces the water and the water's like sucks down almost mm -hmm. um, yeah and then my rod just sort of tore into life and I had to sort of yeah I had to jump in the lake to sort of get it out of the pads and stuff and yeah it was good uh, anyway I caught like a one of the original sort of stock fish in the lake um um, one that I've only got I've got one very old grainy photo of the fish mm. which I've printed out I've lost the sort of digital copies of it I took the photo on a smartphone probably I don't know a long time ago when smartphone cameras really weren't that great uh, but I'll have to take a photo of the photo and uh, show it to you I think you've seen the photo haven't you it wasn't far after you'd moved away and I remember I sort of messaged you and oh it wasn't that long ago then yeah uh, um, well, six years. Uh, okay. I don't. Th I think you moved away. It must have been like my son turned six, like in a couple of days. So I don't know if you've ever met him. Have you? Yeah, of course I have. Have you? Your son? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. What when he was baby, baby? No, nah, he was running around and stuff. Really? Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, so it must be six years ago. Yeah, no. Um, oh no, it was before I had a kid. I don't even know. Nah, mate. But yeah, that's my little story anyway. That's my sort of most memorable catch. Actually, no, you're right. Yeah. He wasn't running around. He wasn't running around. He was He was still like lying down. <laughs> like newborn. <laughs> yeah, he was quite small. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's my most memorable one, mate. I think. Hmm. Nice, mate. And yours? Yeah, it's hard to pick one. I've got, got so many. I still reckon it's the uh, the deep pit fish. Mm -hmm. um, and we've mentioned this pit. It's up in Devon, uh, or down in Devon, I should say now. Um, yeah, that, that deep pit, that fish from there. I mean, it, A, it was just a, it's a mega fish, mega, mega fish, just like a real lean, mean fighting machine, if there ever was one. Um, and just the nature of the place, it's like it's 60, 60 foot deep pit, super steep uh, marginal shells, really, really hard water. Um, don't know exactly how many carp are in there, but it's 
literally just a handful. Um, very, very tough water. I, I'd been spending a bit of time on it, um, baiting up an area um, with, with a mix and ended up actually that night that, that I went there and caught it. I didn't even fish the area that, that I'd been baiting up. Um, I got a, a rig out across to the other margin, um, like deep under a tree line. Um, so I wasn't really expecting to catch anything or I hadn't done that much time on the lake. Um, obviously I've been visiting it. It's, it's just an impossible lake. Like there's a lot against you. Um, it's absolute mad lake <laughs> looking back at it. Um, but yeah, so I wasn't, wasn't expecting to catch. Um, so I did the night there. Um, it like the morning came around as it always does. Of course, um, I had a cup of tea on the bank. I was looking out. Um, and it was time for me to, to head off home. And I um, don't know if you're like me, but I, like the rods are the last thing that I bring in, um, other than the unhooking mat course. So I packed down my brolly, um, got everything ready and my rod was away. Um, took, took me a pack cause I wasn't really expecting it. Uh, obviously I was hopeful, but I wasn't really expecting it. Um, so rod ripped off and, and battle commenced with this lean, ancient mirror. Um, I, was, I was lucky enough to, to land it, get it out in the snags, land it. Um, and, and yeah, and she was mine. And uh, I, for whatever reason, I can't really put my finger on it. Maybe it's just the nature of the lake or or the, the fish itself. But but that one like, is always something that I look, I look back on really, really fondly. Um, not definitely not the prettiest fish I've ever caught, but probably the the gnarliest looking. Like it's a bit of a bit of a bit of an old warrior. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's probably my my most my most memorable. Yeah, nice, nice. I got one for you, Pete. Go on. Yeah, we have, like we're always uh, well, we're often talking about oh, what was your best memory from this and. How about your worst experience, carp angling? What about that one? Ooh. Mm. I don't honestly know. I'll say, I can, yeah. I thought of something for yours. Ooh. Um, okay. Uh, but mine, I genuinely don't know. I'll tell you yours, what. I don't, I don't know if you've really told the story before of it. I don't do you, know what do you know, I, don't, I don't know what you're going to say. I don't know what you're going to say, but it's a bit um, of a spooky, spooky episode. Oh my goodness! Okay, yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate. Yeah, that was um, that that was that. Yeah, that was an experience. Um, I still talk about that. I still think about that night. Honestly, I really I do. Think I yeah, I think. I think our next pod um, mm. will let you say it. I'm only saying that because I'm down to 9% on my Ooh. recording device. So uh, we haven't got long left. It's a, it's a long story. So I'll, I'll save it for the next podcast. Um, but yeah, that's a good one. That is a good one. Um, I, do you know what? Funnily enough, um, it's somewhat like, obviously it stayed with me. I, I think about it like probably, you know, really, you know, fairly often. Um, I actually went down to that place um, with my girlfriend Katie 
literally weekend before last when I came back down to Cornwall. No <clears throat> yeah. Did you, just, did you tell her the story? Oh yeah. Oh, she knows. I've, I've told yeah. her several times. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it sounds silly, but it was, it was like quite a big, big thing for me almost. Um, yeah, it was pretty fucking fucked up with what you found out afterwards as well. Like, that's mm-hmm. a nice fucked up bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure we're like we're really annoying people by not saying it. <laughs> uh, well, it's a cliffhanger. People have to tune in to the next one. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. You're probably right. Actually, that was probably probably my worst worst time on the bank. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty bad, mate. Yeah. Can you not think of yours? No, honestly, right off the top of my head, no. Mate, I'm rubbish with memories and stuff. Like things just fade away with me, unless I have like a real sort of reminder, like someone tells me about it, or I find something, or I find something which I used to use, or something which like, triggers memories. I don't, I don't store stuff like that. It's weird. Yeah, you often when we're talking, you often remember things that we did or I did or something crazy that happened to me. Usually, you're pretty good at remembering that stuff. Um, to be fair, mate. Um, those. Yeah. Those pop-ups, you sent me a picture of those pop-ups. Yeah. Ah, blast from the past, old vision baits. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I remember the, there was a, that bait, one of them was called Semtex, wasn't it? Was what that was the, the other one, one? Is, is that the one I'd call the mackerel? The mackerel. Yeah, mm. that mackerel oil in it. That was a great bait. Yeah, your first session on that, I'll just yeah, you absolutely cleaned up. That was bizarre. I don't remember that. Yeah, I do. Mm. I do, because that was like, I remember you got on that bait, and I was thinking, ah, oh, like, I didn't want to sort of jump on it. And then your first session, I think you like had something stupid, like 11 or 12 fish. That's nuts. Like, yeah. yeah, it was ridiculous for the, the water that we were fishing. I mean, there was a lot of fish in there, but that sort of numbers in one session, like yeah. overnight we're talking, it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, I quickly jumped on it after that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was cool finding those pop-ups. Um, yeah, I didn't want to throw... I never threw those away. I've only got like... There's not many left in the tub. Um, they were rubbish. They never were not buoyant at all, those pop-ups. Yeah, do they still uh, smell the same? Not really. <clears throat> there's a faint sort of hint of like that mackerel smell. Mm. Yeah, it was a good bait, wasn't it? It was quite a cheap bait, if I remember rightly. Well, I, I, we got a deal on it, didn't we? Um, I can't remember. We had a little deal on it, mate. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a good bait. I remember that well. I really liked that bait, actually. It had a nice profile. What was their other bait called? The main one. Um, oh, I have no idea. It's like ocean something. Uh, I'm not sure. Like ocean protein or something like that. I can't remember. Not ocean red. No. They did the candies, the little bright pop-ups they called candies. Yeah, yeah, I remember those. Mm. Little toppers and stuff, weren't they? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, th- I, think, I, th- I think I had a load of like little 12 mil pop-ups with my deal or something. Mm. Like it was, oh, what was the guy's name? Uh, someone Conway, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, I can't remember. Yeah, because he's going back years now, isn't it? Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was a good bait. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, I'd love to go. It's like, I don't know if you're like me, but like the smells, if you go back to old smells, they sort of bring you back, don't they? Um, yeah, yeah. That would be one I would love to <laughs> love to whiff again. It was it was a it was a really good one, mate. Mm. But I remember we we found because the, the bait was discontinued, and yeah, said in previous episodes that we sort of used to roll a lot of bait and mess yeah. about with bait. I think it was like a was it like a rich worth like mackerel oil or something? Yeah, we found? yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Mm. And I think I don't think it was actually oil from mackerel. I think it was just a like a base oil with a yeah like a flavor or something, wasn't it? But. I believe so. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Um, you can get mackerel oil. <clears throat> you can definitely get it, but it was very different from from this stuff, or mm. certainly the the mackerel oil that I've that I've uh, played with is was was different to, to that rich with. It was more like a flavour, wasn't it? Um, yeah, it was, either yeah. that, or it was some different type of oil where they use a different kind of extrusion method or or something like something like that. Um, I think yeah. the, the other mackerel oil. I think we, we did source one, didn't we? But it was, um, I think it was really expensive, wasn't it? Very expensive, if I remember rightly. Don't remember that. Don't remember, buddy. Where did we source it from? Um, I think we just like we used to email these like the big sort of like companies that like do Ooh. this and like pretend we're a bait firm and could try and get samples sent out. I don't know if you remember doing that. <laughs> yeah, I remember <laughs> that. We used yeah. to. But, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I think we could only source it through there, but unless we were buying it by the like gallons and gallons, um it was expensive. Yeah. To get hold of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember doing that. I've totally forgot about that. Yeah. Used to write off to, to all kinds of companies. Uh yeah. and they'll They'll send you samples. They probably won't these days. It's probably different. But back then, they'd send them to you. <laughs> like, and their samples are pretty hefty as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Enough to keep you going for a while. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think we're gonna turn in, or, or certainly I'm gonna turn in. The wind has dropped right down here. Um, looking out onto the water now. It's, it's kind of like a glassy look upon it. I can see the the tree line reflecting on it. It's very still, very different from how it was a couple of hours ago. Uh, the wind was pumping in here and now it's it's dead calm really. I don't know if you heard it on the audio, but there's been a fox uh, barking and calling probably 100, 150 yards behind my, my brolly. Probably not even that. Um, don't know if that picked it up, but yeah, it's, it's a lovely evening. It's gone nice and still now. Um, not not super confident of a bite, but nonetheless, it's it's just lovely being out here. How about yourself, Pete? What's it looking like down in sunny old Cornwall? Yeah, not sunny, <laughs> but no, like like similar similar to you. I think the winds died off. Um, the thunder and lightning is sort of like that's long gone now. It's cleared, and yeah, I can sort of I can hear the geese now. So they're sort of doing their thing. So it, it must have sort of, yeah quietened off. There's no sort of um, wind. I'm on the very back of the wind anyway, so the wind's coming straight over the top of me and out in front of me. It's just nice and glassy. So, yeah, good time to call it a night, I think. Yeah, are you confident of the rods rattling off? No, mate. I mean, I'm not confident, to be honest, but like I say, a big change of plans and I'm in a swim that I don't know. Um, I put everything out uh, in the dark and oh, I forgot to say on the pod earlier, 
no head torch. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, unprepared as ever. But to be honest with you, I mean, I've got sort of good drops. I've, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. Oh, nice, mate. Best of luck for cool. you. Hope for you. Hopefully, you can report back with a lovely old Cornish cart for the next episode. Yeah, we'll see. Well, there we go. Unfortunately for me, my rest of my session was uh, pretty uneventful. Um, I stayed on through till kind of midday the next day and I didn't have so much as a liner so there we go as I said earlier in the podcast I will be back there um, on Wednesday it's it's Monday as we record this um, to hopefully snag one of the original carp in the lake Pete had a slightly different session do you want to do you want to tell us what happened Pete yeah yeah um so uh very quiet night um do you know what? As I mean, me and Sam were just saying uh, off episode, it was about two weeks ago this was now. Um, we had a bit of technical difficulties trying to update you all last week. We've had another week gap between. Um, so I'm trying to sort of like rekindle uh, my thoughts. Um, but it was quiet all through the night. Um, and then it was about six or half past six in the morning. Um, and yeah, an absolute sort of like a, a ripper, a belter. Um my alarm sprung into action um and you know what it's like you sort of you spring up into bed and sort of like bam i've got the door sort of uh letterbox styling and i'm looking out and it's all just gone quiet my um delkin leds are on uh on the left hand rod i've sort of like right so i'm thinking hmm was that just a savage liner was it something i don't know so i'm thinking ah sort of i'm not expecting anything i thought that was just it um, and I sort of started putting my shoes on. I was going to get up anyway, uh, go out and investigate, and absolutely tore off again. Um, and I've run down to the rods. It's still pitch black as well uh, at this point. So I've run down to the rods. Um, you know what Delkims are like? They can be super sensitive. So because it's on the buzz bars, uh, both LEDs are going. I can hear the clutch like absolutely screaming off, and I'm tired right i'm super tired um, so i'm like looking at my reels like what i'm just trying to figure out which rod was ripping off <laughs> uh, so i like, put both hands on both spools um felt it's a left hand spool and yeah like sort of lifted into a fish um and yeah once i connected into it um it's just that typical sort of winter carp you know like you've hooked him he sort of he swam off i've connected into him and he's just sort of given up um sort of like a dead weight in the water um it was just using its sort of weight and then you sort of you get it in under your underneath your rod tip and you know what it's like all of a sudden they sort of wake up again that docile sort of fish uh, sees the net and all of a sudden it's sort of tearing off under the other rod a little bit and so yeah i had a little tussle with it mate um slipped it under the net and i was stoked uh i know sort of in that little um little bit at the beginning of the pod, you joke that I haven't blanked on the lake in seven years, uh, but it's no—it's by no means um, an easy lake. Uh, it's by no means um, a lake that I know well or have fished a lot. Uh, so yeah, I was delighted, truly delighted to get one out. Um, I cannot remember now because the session was a little while ago. You might have to edit this bit out. Uh, but when I got to the lake, 
Um, I've been down the day before and I'd sort of baited up uh, a couple of spots in another swim that had the wind. It was had a strong westerly sort of pushing into one corner. Uh, there was no one on the lake and I sort of baited up a few spots and I was all ready to fish there. I uh, got to the lake just as it's sort of at dusk, just finished work, booted it down there. And there's a couple of guys um, plotted up in the swim. So I had to sort of make my way to another swim, um, find some spots, do everything in the dark. Um, so, yeah, I was, I was pleased myself because it, it was a bit of a bit of hard work. Um, I didn't just sort of pub chuck them out. I applied myself and, yeah, got one out. So that's my little tale. That's awesome, buddy. Yeah, that is awesome. As Pete said, it's it's uh, by no means an easy lake. Um, so yeah, good angling, mate. Yeah, it's a really good result. The, yeah, the only, when you, the only thing that let me down is you've sort of uh, been ribbing into me is the photo. <laughs> it was a uh, photo is photo is shocking. I've I've put it through Photoshop, Lightroom. Ain't nothing, <laughs> nothing's helping that. <laughs> it's it was awful. Um, it was it was a rush session. I'd left my camera at home. We'd used up all the battery. Um, doing the recording the uh the podcast that night on my phone so i'd left the fish in the net and i ran to my car and i managed to get the battery level up over six percent so i could take a photo um so i'd had it in the net for probably 20 minutes half an hour uh, and i didn't want to keep it any longer the light wasn't up in the sky you know how it is uh, sort of like half light levels photo taken on a phone and yeah but it's the capture that counts mate i'm pleased i got it absolutely absolutely yeah yeah no doubt no doubt you didn't have a head torch either did you no head torch no ground sheet the weather was horrendous um yeah not very organized i still haven't bought a head torch i was hoping to find mine i've no idea what that is i've like i've literally i've ordered one on ebay today um mm. but i'll be going tomorrow night about a head torch again <laughs> i'll probably borrow one off a buddy to be honest but you you're doing a night tomorrow yeah, I'm hoping to, mate. Tonight, tomorrow or tomorrow night or the night after. Uh, may get pushed to Thursday night, but I'm definitely I've been baiting up, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do one this week for sure. Oh, awesome, mate. Awesome. Good stuff. You have to keep us posted on that. Mm. Yes, I will. I should I'll start trying to start taking some photos and um just like the swim and stuff and I'll send them across to you to put up on Instagram or Yeah. Yeah. That'll be good, mate. Bait, bait wise buddy what are you uh are you doing anything interesting for the for the listeners regarding your bait at the minute no no tail end of winter no do you know what i am yet to put in my bait order um so i was just fishing over some old shelf lifes that i've had um and i've literally had them in my tackle bag for probably a good 18 months <laughs> um but some homemade my homemade pop-ups uh, over the top uh, yeah, and that's which what one, caught on. Which pop-ups are these? Are these your special, special deadlies? Yeah, my my special deadlies. I don't mind saying what they are. Um, Go on. They are. It's a so it's DT Bates uh, Green Beast. So that's a black current Green Beast flavour uh, with the DT. I don't even know if DT Bates is still going. By the way, um, I've got a little bit of flavour left in these bottles, and I don't know if they're still going or not. Do you know? DT Bates is still going, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Uh, but it's their, their Green Beast flavour uh, and their Tutti Fruity. So to a one egg sort of pop-up mix, it's two mil, two mil of each. Mm. Um, and then just some embuteric acid uh, and a teaspoon of 
uh, citric acid in there as well. Yeah, and that's it, mate. And then obviously you cook them up, let them dry out, and then just keep prepping them with a little drop of flavour and a little bit more of the, um, the, the two acids just dripped over the top as well. And I just sort of keep them primed up with that. Do you have a sweetener in there? No, I don't. No? No, but it's something I can, I'm just considering doing, but I don't know why I don't have a sweetener in there. What what sweetener did you used to use, uh, or did you use a few? I've used a few. Talon? Yeah. Were you talent. a talent? Yeah. You are a talent guy, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, I used to use that. Um, so many different manufacturers have got different ones, but they're just named different things, but they're the same... Same sort of thing, if that makes sense. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I used to go try and go with like a natural one, so like a talon. Um, yeah. What about yourself? In terms of sweet, I don't, I don't, um, I, I, I don't make my own pop-ups anymore. Uh, I make pastes, and and I do a lot with liquids, as you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, if uh, I, I just, just, I like betalin by um, by Hinders. Yeah. Obviously, it's got the betaine in there as well. Mm-hmm. Betaine and a sweetener. Um, I just use that. It's it's talin with betaine. Yeah, that's why it's called betalin. Um, yeah, I think if I was to to roll up uh, a, a little pop up mix now and I wanted a sweetener in there, I think that's what I'd be using. Um, that being said, I, I I wouldn't be using a flavor or a sweetener. I wouldn't be going down that route if I was to knock up some hook baits. <clears throat> I'd just be going down purely uh, natural natural roots with it. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, I'm just I fish with paste if I can. Um, homemade paste um, and I and I also do a lot with uh, my different liquids in different means I also use I use boilies as well um, but I uh, I I kind of treat my boilies I don't just use them straight out of the bag um, I'll dry out my freezer baits a little bit and then I'll add um, liquids a couple of different liquids and and some uh, some powdered ingredients to them just to you know increase their their um, increase their attraction um and just give them a little bit more power um basically Gives your- if i was if i was to do a bit of a session i would I, i'd maybe go slightly different but i tend to be doing short sessions so i don't want to stove a load of bait in um but at the same time i want the effect of a lot of bait as in i want to pull them into my area and you can do that with liquids obviously soluble liquids and powders um, there's nothing really there for them to consume. There's there's lots of attraction, lots of smells, if you like, um, but but there isn't all the foods to eat. So you know you can you can get a lot of pulling power from your baited spot in two ways. You can put a shed load of of um, food baits in there, or you can put a shed load of attraction in there in terms of soluble um, uh, you know, aminos and different acids organic compounds oleoresins things like that and that's the the route i go down with so i have lots of attraction in my baited area but not that many um, actual food items Uh, that being said i I have quite a few food items because i believe in um you know particularly if there's more than one fish having a few different baits for them to pick up just they have a little bit of competition they start feeding with a bit more trust and gusto i think that's a, a big edge but generally i don't use tons of bait uh went on a bit of a tangent there but uh mm. <laughs> that's that's what i do yeah no i think um like you say using like uh liquids with your boilies and you say you're adding sort of like liquids and powders to them it gives your bait that 
that little sort of uh, unique label to it, if you like, as well. It's something that nobody else is doing, uh, which can make all the difference, you know. Absolutely, and that's a good point. Actually, I'm uh, I'm currently testing loads and loads of different liquids mm. um, at the minute. And yeah, good point, Pete. It is. You're absolutely right. It's getting that label on it um, because I'll also use particles. Um, I use nuts and and use lots of different particles basically um and again you can and i don't always do this but if i'm really trying to get that label going you, you can with liquids you can add that to particles obviously you can add it to literally anything um, and i'm a big believer in that i want to get my individual thing going on um now that doesn't really mean having a particular flavor that you add right oh my label is black currant like pete said you know it that doesn't work the, the, the flavors don't work in the way that we think they do um the carp doesn't smell it or anything like that they, they detect things very differently a lot of it's actually in terms of flavors is actually to do with the ph change um but yeah so i want something distinctive that, that's what i'm trying to say um you know something that just gives off a lot of say amino acids is is not that distinctive there's there's better ways to do it um, so yeah, anyway, I've, I've literally just ordered a load of liquids from um, uh, Basarel and um, British Aquafeed and <coughs> currently testing out lots of different um, liquids at the minute. I'm looking to change what I use to something else, um, which will be a blend, to be honest. What you'll find with the, the food type liquids is if you blend um, a few of them together, They'll a generally oh, you have to hit upon the right combo, but generally you can make them much more attractive than just one singular um, liquid. And b they tend to get better with time. What you can find is if you just use one set liquid, let's say the old L zero thirty, which you can't get anymore, um, but the old L zero thirty, not the L zero thirty T or whatever you know these these modern bait companies are branding the proper old stuff phenomenal liquid probably one of the best ever um but that could come to a point where it would blow which obviously means you know the carp see enough of it they can get turned off of it and what you find with blends of liquids is that happens much less if at all um so yeah i'm looking for a new blend of liquids basically so what else have you gone for have you got any sort of hydro i know you've got some active csl do you get any sort of hydroslates or anything like that yeah, um, yeah, act, uh, act, yes, active CS. Thanks, Pete. For, for, you can tell everyone, why don't you? Um, yeah, active CSL is it plays a part in my liquid blend. Um, not a huge part, but but it's there. Um, and and apart from that, yeah, it's a few hydroslates, um, which basically means that the, there's been enzyme activity, which has broken down the protein fractions into to, to smaller uh, pre-digested protein amino acids, basically. Um, so yeah, I've been looking at all kinds of um, hydroslates. I haven't decided on a on a set combo yet, um, but uh, yeah, it, it will be CSL and, and a few hydroslates, and then I use a powder as well. Um, I'll tell you the powder. I, I use a, a a GLM powder. I use full fat, the defatted GLM. Um, is no way near as good as full fat. If you get the pr- Forget what some manufacturers might tell you. If you get the proper full fat stuff, 
do some tank tests and then do some tests in tests in the pond in the lake the full fat stuff is superior in my opinion um the defatted stuff is a lot cheaper it's, it's it's almost like a waste product in some respects um and uh yeah it's it's just inferior in my opinion i don't know what your take is on that pete i think you've used quite a bit of glm in in the past haven't you yeah definitely um <clears throat> i think we actually compared them side by side i don't know if you remember uh, i made a batch of hook baits and i was using really high levels of glm i think it was something like 40 percent like oh really high um and yeah and i think you did a batch with the uh, full fat i think at the time it was really hard to get the full fat glm in fact it was you couldn't get it from a bait supplier um, and I think you managed to source some. I think we mentioned it in another mm-hmm. podcast where we used to sort of write off to these sort of like big corporations pretending that we had like a bait firm and wanting some samples. Um, and I remember... Aquafeed firm. I think we pretended we were an Aquafeed firm. Yeah. I do. They take them a bit more seriously. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Even though it was sort of like Pete at Hotmail.com. <laughs> it's embarrassing, isn't it? Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, definitely. When I remember when you got hold of that full fat GLM, um, we were using sort of like five percent, like small amounts, but it was so much more effective. Um, tank tests and fishing results. Um, and do you know what? I've actually found um, I made a load of these hook baits, just a couple of egg mix, and it was really, really high percent um, GLM. <clears throat> um, and I stopped using them, and I actually dried them out. Um, so they were absolutely bone dry. And I actually cured them in some curing salt that I got from a local butcher's. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember you, you freeze them. So they're, they're, they're proper dry. You've got no moisture in them. And you freeze them and then you cure them in salt. And then you take them out of the salt after a few weeks. You put them back in the freezer and then you put them back in the salt again. And actually mm-hmm. when you cut them open, you get all the grains of salt all the way through them. And I've had these resting in salt now for probably six years. Mm. And I found some the other day, so I think I'm going to rehydrate them with a bit of the um, <clears throat> the old uh, squid brand fish sauce. Um, oh, classic! Yeah, and I just <clears throat> I was really excited to be honest when I found them. Um, it's probably something I'll never recreate, and uh, I'll just look forward to fishing with them. Uh, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. And and by the way, it's. Uh... <laughs> We, we've done a lot of different tests with these. Um, I, I know it sounds like we've just done one test where we compared one f- defatted with 40% next to one full fat with 5%. Now, you know, you could argue, and I'm sure some people would, oh, well, obviously 40% is too high and that's why it wasn't as good. And if you did them at the same levels, you know, the, the defatted would be just as good, if not better. No, we've done them at lots of different levels. You know, I don't, <laughs> you just, I can hear people already thinking that mm. well, that's not a fair test it's just one scenario um yeah in every situation that i've tested full fat good quality full fat not old stuff not rancid stuff nothing like that but good quality full fat will always outperform the defatted greenlit muscle powder um so yeah that's my take on it don't listen to those bait manufacturers telling you it's better it's really not in any way shape or form no and i think the um how much you if, well I don't know. I haven't bought bait ingredients like that now for a long time. Um, so you're, you're full fat GLM now. Like, say you're paying mm. per kilo. Say you're ordering a kilo of it. 
Mm-hmm. What are you paying compared to a uh, standard GLM powder? Uh, I, well, when you say standard GLM, do you mean defatted? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much defatted is. I haven't bought defatted GLM for a while, not by the kilo. By the kilo of the full fat, I think I've just spent 60 odd quid on, per, like the equivalent of 60 quid per kilo, I believe. God. Um, so it's, yeah, it's expensive stuff. <laughs> you you got to buy it in bulk as well. You you have to buy it in bulk. It's not for everyone. Um, I'm using it at high levels, mixed it as I just said, liquid and, and powder on my boilies. Um, but guess what? I'm pretty damn sure no one else is doing that where I fish. Um, so yeah. yeah, maybe it's a bit of a luxury, but again, it's helping me cement that that label on my bait. You know, for those of you that don't know what we mean by label is that that thing that that distinguishes your bait. Like, oh, this this is that that stuff. You know, the carp are thinking that's that stuff. You know, you, you which you want because I want to be baiting up for me, not me and half the fucking lake. Um, and I want to be getting my bait going and my spots going. So yeah, it's really important for that stuff. So yeah, that's what. Plus, I mean, look, come on, GLM, good stuff. It, it, fish, freaking love it. Um, carp go absolutely crazy for it. So it's always a winner. Um, and there's a lot you can do with it. Um, you, you can even mix it with something like Pete mentioned earlier, the squid brand fish sauce. You can mix it in with that and thicken up the, cause it's a very thin liquid, the, the squid brand fish sauce. You can thicken that stuff up and use it as a boiler glug. There's a lot of stuff you can do with the GLM. Um, it's, it, it, and it's just such a good ingredient. So, uh, yeah, it's expensive. Um, but I, I really believe it's worth the money. Um, and as well as that, it's for me, for the kind of angling I'm doing, I'm not, you know, I'm not just sitting over 5k of boilies and, and sitting it out. I'm using smaller amounts with these, these high attraction properties to them. So in actual fact, you know, if you looked at what I spent, over the course of a season compared to someone else that was sitting over 5k every time they fish, you know, there's probably not much difference in it anyway. It's just where you're spending that money, how you're doing it. And and for me, because I angle, you know, short sessions, I just want to bite or two, you know, if the, if the situation allows, obviously I'll put that bait in and get a situation going, but usually I'm just angling for one or two bites at the max. So I just don't need that amount of bait. So yeah, I decided to spend my money on things like that, basically. Yeah, mate. I'm just. I'm now. Now we're on the bait subject. Um, you used to be really into your liver powders and your liver extracts. Uh, you, mm-hmm. Is it a fan, or is that sort of on the back burner now? Hundred percent. I I cannot find a good liver liquid. If anyone knows of one, I've tried all the typical ones. Um, and uh, yeah, there, there's nothing I'm particularly you know enamored with at the minute but yeah liver absolutely fantastic ingredient very very good ingredient there's some good liver powders um available um so yeah it, it is it something i'm using at the minute no it's not to be honest um but i'd use it in a heartbeat yeah mm. i remember that was one of the baits you uh you kept secret even from me um it was a real sort of it was a rich meaty dark dark mm. black liver bait um i say a liver bait it was a yeah it was a it was a fish meal bait but sort of like the label it had um or the distinctness of it was was the liver powder which made it sort of like a jet black if i remember rightly um but you never sort of 
let on to what that was. I don't know if he'd ever did well on it. I don't know even if you remember it. Uh, it's just brought yeah. back a memory for me. Yeah, I used to use liver in, in a lot of mixes. Um, and that one in particular, I used to uh, blend in um, Marmite with it as well, which also darkened it up. Okay. Yeah, it, it had liver in it, had Marmite in it as well. Marmite, tell you what, guys, honestly, Marmite is a good is a good ingredient. You can even just get a jar and just stick your hook baits in, hook baits in and use it as a, a cheap hook bait glug. I'm not really into glugging hook baits i'd rather glug everything and have it all the same but um yeah it's a good ingredient is old marmite and yeah liver's liver's very good liver's a fantastic phenomenal old school ingredient um i guess it's kind of a bit out of favor these days i, I suppose yeah. um, it's not not in vogue but uh really good additive yeah get I, get get some yeah i made a bait um this is going back a long time, and I wanted it to be different. I actually, I don't even know if you, if it's still sort of readily available. But I used like a poultry protein. Um, do you ever see that around I anymore? I remember. You can still get it. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I remember your your poultry bait. Yeah, it was oily as well, wasn't it? Mm, yeah, not too oily, but it, it it definitely had the poultry protein. Um, I used marmite in the bait uh, and fenugreek as well. Um, oh. Now you're talking. Fenugreek's a good one. Mm. No, I thought your um, actual finished bait. You know the 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 pro the um sorry the poultry boiler used to roll. I thought you had that as quite an oily summer bait. I'm no, wrong. that had no, no. I know the one you mean. Uh, uh, but that that was a bird food milk protein bait, um, oh, okay. and it was oily because of the peanut meal. Mm. Uh, peanut meal and sesame. Um, I used to use sesame oil in it as well. And that one actually used to use molasses, um, if we're going on for another sort of a cheaper tractor. Um, and it, yeah, there's a lot of sort of theories that go around with molasses and um, catching commons. Mm. And I used to be the common guy, <laughs> didn't I? Oh, my God. I used to get, I used to get annoyed. I got to a point I was getting annoyed. Cause, um, you, you, yeah, you've caught a phenomenal amount of commons. Mm. You really have. It's it's freakish. <clears throat> Yeah, if you're after a big common, I, I recommend molasses because <laughs> I used to do incredibly well on it. It wasn't it wasn't just when you were using uh, molasses though, was it? I mean, no, we used to avoid it. Bream love molasses, mm -hmm. so yeah, you don't want to if you're fishing, you know, one of these pits where there's lots of big bream. Yeah, avoid the molasses <laughs> for sure. But yeah, I from memory, you just used to catch a lot of commons anyway, mate. Yeah. Yeah, I always wanted to catch like the nice mirrors, and you used to have your good fair share of the mirrors, and I was just catching the commons. <laughs> Weird, wasn't you, it? Uh, yeah, but you prefer commons, don't you? Oh, not necessarily. I tell you what, you, some commons are, I think, spectacular. Yeah, but they're common, aren't they? I guess that's what they call them, common carp. Um, I think it takes a special one to sort of. Um, sort of like show itself to be sort of like different from the rest i guess um i've caught a few nice ones i caught a, a nice one a couple of years ago um i think just about 28 pound it was but it was absolutely scale perfect and yeah um but yeah there we go we've gone on a tangent yeah, absolutely it's what podcasts are about isn't it yeah yes. um yeah that's right yeah there we go mate are you are you using liquids at the minute uh, no, apart from um, topping up the uh, 
got my pop-ups? No, not really. Um, have I got a plan in the summer months? Yes. Yes, I have. Um, I don't really want to sort of go into it too much on the pod. Um, just because of sort of like the, uh, the nature of the waters that I'm fishing and things. And I don't want to sort of uh, go on too much about it. But yeah, no, there's, um, there's, there's a bait which I know I'm going to use. Um, so I've got a plan. It's a fish meal bait. Just a basic sort of like a food bait, uh, which I'm going to be sort of like clugging up um, in some some sort of hydra slate, uh, pretty much as you've been saying. Uh, and I'm going to fish amongst it a bird food bait as well, which I'm uber confident in. And I'm going to be baiting heavy uh, with this fish meal. Um, and I'm going to be sort of like, say for every 80 fish meal boilies uh, that go out, I'll be baiting up with 20% these bird food boilies i'm super confident in um and i'll be fishing the bird food boilie on the hook bait uh, and that's my plan so mm. yeah i want to be drawing the f it's basically it's a bait that i know the fish in that lake see an awful lot of so i'm going to be baiting my spots up with it as a feed bait and i'm going to be putting in like a little bit of dessert with it basically um and that's my plan so hold, hold up buddy you're th there's a bait that goes in this lake in large quantities mm -hmm. that that's the fish meal or the the, bird the fish meal the fish meal so you're going to be baiting up with that you're jumping on the bandwagon mm -hmm. basically baiting up with that mm -hmm. and baiting up with your bird food yep and you're going to be but you're going to be fishing the bird food on the hook why are you doing that i just want it to be a little bit different mate i know mm. the, the, the lake sees an awful lot of this bait and I want to sort of, I know the fish eat it. Uh, I just want to have a little, just be a little bit different, you know? Mm. Yeah, fair enough, man. Um, that's what? how I'm seeing it now. Things may change. I'll adapt. Um, but that's how I'm seeing it now. That's my plan anyway. Um, yeah. What what bait is it? Just a local bait. Which one? I just, yeah, it's not like a local bait. Like I said, I don't want to go into it because of the, Nature of the pod, and <laughs> just, I know, mate. I'm just being a dick. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, yeah, and the and the the bird food one is you. You're rolling that yourself. No, I'm not. No, I'm not rolling it myself. But oh god, I really want to roll a bait again. Mm. Yeah, and I've rolled I've just so many. Go on. I don't know why it is. I've. Do you know what? I prefer a fish meal. When it comes to rolling baits, I get really into like the I don't know. I like a bird food bait. I like a bit of milk protein in there. I like making it super soluble and high amounts of leakage. And mm. I've rolled a couple of pretty decent, had half decent sort of bird food baits in in the years. And I just sort of really would like to sort of start it up again. But I just don't have the time, mate. I've got one. I found one. I'm confident in. Um. You found what? What do you mean? A, a bought bait? Or? Yeah, I've sort of mentioned it in previous pods, um, which I'm confident in, so I'm just going to sort of stick with that. I don't want to go down the, the, the rabbit warren of rolling bait again. I'll stick, no, stick, I've, uh, stick to my pop-ups. I like knocking up some pop-ups. Um, yeah. I've, uh, yeah, I, I, I know what you mean, mate. I, I do know what you mean. I've, um, I've just designed a bait, haven't I? After vowing to never get into rolling mass boilies again, yes, um, I've uh, yeah, 
been a bit been a little bit excited um looking at these bulk suppliers the the things that are available now compared to when i last put together a bakes i've just been using um you know ready bought um boilies and, mm. and obviously a lot of particles and make them own uh paste so i've yes i've been looking into it and uh yeah i've designed a bait i, I, I mean look to, to to go from designing a bait into a, a finished product which you're really happy with you gotta test the the you gotta test this a lot so uh, obviously it's very early stages on paper it looks amazing um obviously you know it depends it will see how it rolls and things like that i probably won't i probably won't even roll it to be honest but with the ingredients and the things and da 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 da, da I'm, uh, yeah it's quite quite exciting very exciting for me um, yeah nice fish yeah. meal nope no oh god it's not a fish meal it's not a milk or Ooh. bird food it's not a fish meal okay Nope. Are we sort of talking about some sort of vegetable meals, some sort of vegetable protein? Um, there, there is some vegetable matter in it. Um, there's not vegetable protein in it. No, no, no. It's a bit different, mate. Yeah. It's, it, it's very different. I, I really think it would do well. It's got a phenomenal profile. Um, um, yeah. So well, I'd probably never do anything with it, mate. To be honest. No, <laughs> this um, is a trouble, isn't it? But it's nice. It's it's nice to to. Uh, yeah, you know, it's nice to. I don't know. It's not for most people, but for us, we're, we're just geeky with this stuff, so it, it's enjoyable to uh, you know fathom out a bait and and uh, look at it all on paper. Really geeky, boring stuff, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, if that's your thing, then it's fun to do. I remember when um, my poor wife, girlfriend at the time, uh, she was uh, teaching evening classes like Excel spreadsheets, and I had her knocking me up all kinds of crazy equations on different spreadsheets or I could just put in the data sheet of all these ingredients mm -hmm. and change the ingredient the uh, percentages around and yeah get the amino profiles I do I miss it mate I do miss it I gotta say but it's a, it's a whole separate hobby isn't it really 100% yeah it absolutely is and it will hinder your fishing guaranteed. 100% yeah you want to catch a load of, look, go and buy a proven bait. And then, sure, I think you can definitely um, pimp it up to coin a phrase. I freaking hate that phrase. But you can definitely add your own spin to a bought bait and make it better. Like I said, like add some liquids, add some you know, powders, what have you. Um, but just buy a proven bait. Otherwise, you're spending freaking hours, you know, designing bait rolling bait testing it and then you got to tweak it and then there's all this doubt am i blanking because actually i've made a shit bait or am i just blanking because i've got the angling wrong or the fish aren't having it or whatever so many variables um so yeah my advice if you want to catch a load of fish just get on a proven bait i'm sure you'll agree with that won't you pete yeah 100 percent, 100 percent yeah and in fact isn't it funny a lot of the top anglers they're not bait men, are they? No, no, not at all. No, they they are focused though, hundred percent everything in their approach to fishing. Um, mm. And bait isn't their concern. I think it. I no, I think they they get a bait that they're confident. All right, yeah, boom, that that works. You know, tiger nuts <laughs> or a proven boilie, and then that's it, isn't it? It's like almost like well, let's forget that and then put the full focus on. Uh, let, let, let's be honest. We've, you've got to find the fish first and foremost. 
You ain't catching shit unless you've found the fish. Then you need to read them. You know, are they just there? Are they going to eat there? Are they going to move somewhere else? What is their pattern? How do they feed? When do they feed? And how do they feed? As I just said, like, you know, do you need to change your bait? Do you need to change your rigs in accordance with how they feed upon the bottom? Yeah, most, yeah, not all fish feed the same. Different ones have different body shapes. Different ones have different characteristics. Different lakes, they will feed in differently, in different manners. You've got to bring all these things into consideration. And really, if you've got a good bait that you know carp will eat, you know, let's just, just have that in place and then think about all these other things and you're probably going to catch more. Um, that's that's what I think. Anyway. Yeah, I think so. Um, so... Moving on, mate. We've really we've we've drifted onto bait again. Mm. I think this will be a common theme, won't it? Because we both tinker. I can guarantee. Give it, give it a, another six weeks or so when the evenings are starting to get a lot lighter and we're out on the bank a bit more. Things will change again, no doubt. We'll be changing our approaches to the uh, to the season, sort of like the spring conditions. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, what are we going to go for next, mate? Um, You've done our, our listeners' questions, haven't you? Just the one. <laughs> um. Yeah, <laughs> just the one. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. We, we want to get a little, like, regular feature. So if anyone's got an idea for that, please let us know. Um, we, I've had a few ideas. Um, my idea was essential of the episode. So we would both talk about something that we thought was essential um, every episode, but then realized that's probably going to be pretty boring because it's going to be like, well, a head torch is essential. Uh, it's probably not very entertaining for you guys. Um, we did have the thought, didn't we, Pete? I think I did, or maybe you did, of uh, myth, myth of the month. Mm. Where we talk about something that's taken as gospel, but is actually bullshit yeah do you want to do that go on then who's going first sprung it on you i don't know i haven't thought about mine have you uh, thought about yours i haven't thought about one no but i've got one i want to enter my head as soon as you mentioned it oh boom go I with that though i think Sounds everyone like knows we know it's bullshit but it used to be a thing back in the matt hayes days when everyone was watching matt hayes um, were, were they were they yeah you not watch much much matt hayes never no you should Nope. Anyway, so this is a Matt Hayes thing. Uh, the fish hasn't been caught before. You can tell because it's still got the skirt in its mouth. Oh, do you know what? Uh, um, uh, <laughs> I follow Jim Shelley, or mm-hmm. I should say we, we follow Jim Shelley on our joint account on Instagram. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. On Pete. Never been on that, have you? Um, we, yeah, we, so we follow Jim Shelley. He, he keeps putting pictures. I'm not meaning to shit talk the guy. Um, he keeps putting pictures of their mouths and saying virgin mouths um on his instagram story now come on look you cannot tell whether a carp has been caught or not just by looking at its mouth you can't if it's got that curtain on the top i'm really stealing your thing now pete sorry mm-hmm. if it's got that curtain on the top you can you can doesn't mean it hasn't been caught it's absolutely outrageous the start the hook doesn't go in the top doesn't go anywhere near there um anyway sorry pete i'll, I'll let you yeah no but that's it that was it really i still see people uh put it on facebook and things and then but everyone mm. everyone jumps on them straight away like nah mate you're know. wrong um i think you're saying you can't tell if they've been caught uh i've caught a few fish before and you sort of like, you can feel the bottom lip you put your finger in the bottom lip and you can still feel that sort of like a hard callus probably where they've been pricks before do you know what i mean 
Uh, I think that can be down to what they're feeding on and whether they're siphoning a load of gravel and things like that. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, look, it could be prick just once. Is that going to, you know, quote unquote, callous that segment of the mouth? I very much doubt it. Yeah, that's it. And you sort of mentioned Jim Shelley there. So another uh, su- suggestion idea was to maybe sort of like review or discuss um, something we've seen on whether it be social media or like a YouTube video or something, um, which I think was sort of like my idea and just sort of like mention it and talk about it. And sort of like the one I had in question was the, the it was a quarter podcast with Simon Scott. I don't know if you've listened to that one or watched it. That podcast is a fantastic listen. He's a very, mm. very knowledgeable man. Uh, he I, is phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I follow, I followed him for years and listened to a lot he said. I don't know if you caught on to the bit with about um, leathers and how to sort of um, identify a leather carp. But the most fascinating bit I found was he was talking about like the tail and fin regeneration. Did you catch that? Um, I heard about the leathers and and how. See, I would have been one of those people that said, "No, it's got a scale on it. It's not a lever." Mm. But he was saying that's not how fish farmers would would class it. Yes, right? well, even uh, like, which I found interesting. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, but this is what got me, and he was sort of like, um, "So you see, leathers are sort of like sort of like history fish. You can sort of um think of a heather, heather leather, yeah." Um, they've got that sort of like small little paddle tail mm. and that's basically because it's worn down over the years for whatever reasons um, and they've actually got a, such a small percentage of like sort of like um, regeneration basically on their tails and I'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah, he said like that. a yeah like a common carp you're looking at sort of like a near 100% regeneration rate 90 odd percent or it was, it was a really high percent anyway um, I just I just found that quite fascinating, mate, and it sort of just really struck a tone where you see a lot of these fish if they've got that small sort of little heart shaped paddle tail, uh, and then it, yeah, a lot of levers, sort of like the older fish you yeah. see that and it rings true, um, and I've caught a lot of um, fish with tail damage where well, we both have um, fishing in Cornwall, unfortunately, with otter predation, um, and you see a lot of commons with regenerated sort of uh or regeneration on the tails so you see where it's regrowing and healing um there's it's sort of like a big comment i had out of the weedy water um i'll have to dig the photos out and the tail's got like a semicircle complete cut semicircle where it's been missing the tail and it's regrown and it's from a golden color it's regrown as like a gray patch but like the perfect semicircle um but you see like yeah, a lot of sort of like mirrors and leathers like, like you don't see that um, that sort of uh, as much sort of like regeneration. Um, I didn't realise that. I've never put two and two together, but just listening to it, it really sort of uh, yeah struck a chord, I guess. Um, Absolutely, mate. Yeah, you, you're right. You do see it a lot on the regeneration on on the otted fish. Um, it's interesting, interesting stuff, really. Uh, yeah. Another thing, another like kind of theory is that um, a common, because it's got obviously it's covered in scales, it has a little bit 
higher chance of getting away from the clasp of a of an otter if you think about a mirror who's got like the softer skin because it doesn't have the, the hard plated scale it's easier for the the otter to get its claw in whereas commons that just got like a li- little bit of protection against the claws really that's another theory yeah have you not because yeah, not... i mean you often find with a predated lake you're left with commons Mm-hmm. and all the mirrors sort of seem to go first and you don't know i didn't i've never put it down to that i've always just assumed of, you're like you've got a big sort of chunky slow mirror do you know what i mean whereas a lot of the commons are normally a lot leaner sort of fish and i just had it down to them being sort of like easier to evade the otter i guess yeah well i mean a lot of yeah there's there is that a lot of commons are kind of a little bit maybe leaner and a bit quicker aren't they a lot of the time um but yeah, I, th- I think it's also to do with like how how easy it is or how hard it is for that that otter to to grab hold of the fish. Mm. Yeah, nice, nice little, nice little bit of knowledge. I like it. Boom! Yeah, there we go. All right, do, is it time to round things up? Do you think, mate? I think so, mate. Yeah, I'm out. I need a wee. Um, I think it's all good. Anything else you want to add to this one, Pete? No, no, not at all, mate. No, it's been a pleasure as usual. Um, just literally a big thank you to the people who listen, uh, the people who've been very kind and given us a sort of a, a glowing review on iTunes, um, and the guys who message in and ask questions. Or we've had a, actually we've been really fortunate in the fact we've had quite a few people message in just telling us they're enjoying listening to it. Uh, it's amazing. I can't believe it. I just can't believe anyone listens to me and you, mate. <laughs> but um, I'm really pleased they do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's quite nice. I'm quite enjoying it, to be honest. It's quite quite nice doing a little podcast and popping some things out. And yeah, a couple of people enjoy it. So it's uh, it's good, isn't it? It's awesome. Yeah. And by all means, guys, leave us a review. Um, it really, really does help us. Um, if, if you want to go and leave a re- review, that's great. If you want to tell us that we're crap in the review, by all means, go and do it. You know, w- whatever. We take it all. Um, but yeah, get involved if you can do much appreciated we done pete we done good night guys perfect over and out